Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Comsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, CEO of Ecomsi. Today, we bring you another special guest. His name is Prekumar Anand, and he's the CEO and founder of eRetail Fest, which actually organizes great events in a yearly basis here in UK, which I have been. They are very good and I recommend them. And he's also the CEO and founder of e-commerce, which is a company that helps you with everything that has to do with automatization for your e-commerce business. Today's business uh, topic is going to be around how to help you uh, start an e-commerce uh, business with a tight budget. And then we're also going to uh, divert the conversation around how to automate your e-commerce in terms of operations. Now, without any further delay, let me introduce you. How are you doing today? Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me here. It's uh, You're doing a great job with the e-commerce lab and with e-commerce. It was great looking, uh, uh, meeting you at eRetail Fest as well. Thank you so much for having me here. And, uh, no problem. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone, too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, it's a pleasure um, to have you here. I, I think I met you for the first time, and just as you mentioned, at the event here in London. I think it was amazing, all the speakers you brought uh, together. I think here in UK specifically, we don't have a lot of events that has to do with Amazon and e-commerce. Yeah, so I think true. that was very well received among the community. So I want you to thank you for that. Uh, great. So now before we get started into today's topic, of course, I want to give you uh, the chance to introduce yourself in terms of how you got started into the e-commerce space. And then, of course, how that gave you the opportunity to start the companies uh, I just mentioned at the beginning. Sure, sure. Uh, I'll go back in time, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, th I think it is. I think it is. Twenty twelve is when uh, uh, me and my wife started looking at uh, different e-commerce options. Uh, she uh, was looking for a job, but she was uh, finding the right job for her. She doesn't want to do the do the, do the regular shop jobs or anything. She was a businesswoman back in India, and uh, she wanted to do business here. And that's when we started looking at uh, different e-commerce options. We looked at eBay. And uh, we started selling like clothings uh, on, on eBay. And in fact, we have been doing a little bit of retail arbitrage on eBay for some time. Uh, and in fact, buying uh, stuff from TK Maxx uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and selling it there. Like the Walmart here in UK. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so so that's, that's the one uh, which got us into the world of e-commerce. And that's where we trained ourselves into how we can do e-commerce, um, you know, from, from the basic uh, rules of, of that particular world. That's where we started. And uh, I think in 2012 itself, we gave up in between because it was retail arbitrage, not much happening yeah. there. Uh, no, it's, no, it's not a stable income. We gave up uh, at a point where we tried to find what is a UPC code for Amazon. <laughs> Yeah. As silly as that, we didn't have any network by then here in the UK, we, we moved away from India. Uh, we didn't have any network here in the UK. And what happened is we gave up 
totally on e-commerce. If we had known what's the UPC code, and, and if we had gone into Amazon with our private label business itself, yeah. it's like 10 years of experience rather than that. We wasted five years. Fast forward to 2017, there was some dead stock. It's like the birthday balloons, which we bought long back in 2012. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had like 300 of those pieces. I see. We kept it, we kept it at uh, our backyard. I was listening to a podcast like yours, and the guy was talking about all about Amazon. And I said, okay, fine, I'm going to try this now. Uh, I I went out and did some networking, and I learned a big deal about uh, the UPC, which is not a big deal yeah. <laughs> by then. Uh, so uh, <laughs> we, we got the UPC codes listed, and that's how we started our private level business altogether. Um, so that's the uh background of our of our business apart from that i was working for gift on their phone mm. sales channels on the technical side okay. um so that's uh, that's another uh, that's another angle for e-commerce for me because it's a big business yeah and i was able to see it from the technical side but having a taste for how the e-commerce managers are managing the channel yeah that's so great. that's 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 my background with e-commerce and uh, uh what we started with uh, a dead stock with uh, 150 pounds for the advertisement in 2017 uh last year and 2021 we had uh, an overall sales between different channels about 400k um so uh, we don't have credits uh, we haven't gone to any investors it's just uh, mm. the money that we invested into the business probably 10k throughout 2022 um, sorry, not through, but throughout uh, 2018, yeah. we invested just 12k, uh, 10 to 12k roughly. Um, that's pretty much it, and, and it was all rolled into what's the sales revenue today. That's, that's e-commerce background, yeah. And uh, yeah. being being on the technology side, obviously, I have a technology spin up. Um, I have a startup, e-commerce.ai, um, and uh, we, we got a team of three people helping uh, medium to large enterprises and uh, smaller scale businesses as well with uh, any e-commerce operational automation that they need, especially on the Amazon. Yes. That's great. That's great. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I want to congratulate you for your journey. I mean, you have really been starting from very small and now you're here with already two companies helping now other companies. And I think that's amazing. I think in, in the e-commerce space, that's usually most of the stories you find out there, especially also my case. We start with is struggling, try to sell those products on Amazon or different channels. Then we discover the magic of trying to sell something on a an internet without touching the product then we love the process and then eventually we decide to provide this support and services to our people which is a, at the end of the day also a great journey to pursue so yeah i mean thank you for sharing that i appreciate it so now um i know you have extensive experience uh, i mean of course based on your story i'm pretty sure that one of the number one struggle for you was the budget right uh, which I, I bet is, is the number one issue for most uh, e-commerce sellers that they want to pursue this business. So mm -hmm. I think it, to start today's topic, which is around how to start an um, e-commerce business with a tight budget, I would like to start with maybe some of the number one mistakes you have seen people when starting with a small budget that you see that they should be avoiding to in order to avoid burning all the budget in the first few months and then be left in the dark as we have seen so many times in this community. Yeah. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, when I started my business in 2017, uh, the version two of my business, yeah. uh, the first thing I did along with that is uh, start a community like yours, uh, not 
to to spin off a business of the community, but to actually learn from being being in the center of the community. I'm an introvert. I don't I don't go out and talk to people, but putting myself into the center of a community allowed me to learn a lot because yep. information was coming into me. So That's this correct. community, so this community gave me uh, quite a lot of uh, you know quite a lot of contact points and and a lot of sellers who are beginners because uh, I was arranging meetings uh, every month and uh, they are free, right? You come through the door, you know, when it is free, people, any, anyone who is curious comes through the door yeah. or anyone who has taught it just recently comes through the door. So I was looking at uh, people who started two years ago and doing nothing all the way to people who are doing 10 million, 10 million pounds in sales. So I had a big range of experience looking into what's going wrong here and what's not, what's, what's going so good here. Yeah. <laughs> right? So when I saw the people on the on the other side where they have started but uh, either burnt out their budget or they haven't started at all, but they mm. haven't been doing product research for two years as well. So when it comes to budget, the main mistake that people do is going full on into the business straight away without understanding mm -hmm. how much learning they need to do in the initial days. You know, uh, for example, uh, an NHS nurse, for example, yeah. Uh, she got into the e-commerce business thinking she can escape her full-time job um, going into mm. an e-commerce business. Yeah. But thing is, she didn't think about how much learning she needed to do. And uh, she had like 10,000 10, in budget. The first thing she did is she signed up a course. And the course costed her 2,000 pounds, right? And yeah. the second thing she did is she was following whatever the, the, the coach was telling her. And uh, she was uh, she was uh, investing heavily on uh, the branding. She was investing heavily on the product development. She was investing heavily on the first stock to come. So that's almost eight k burnt within two three months time. Right? Yeah. So that's an example I can say. And uh, all I can suggest uh, to people who are starting is that start small. You know, even if it is retail arbitrage, which is an area that many people try to avoid go into it because you need to learn the e-commerce platforms hmm. you know, take something put it into any e-commerce platform that's or anywhere try to learn the ropes really slowly you know uh, um, when i started i started with the dead stock which uh, was worth 300 pounds but still yeah. it was a dead stock i didn't even invest on anything i took it the sale price of the product is five pounds right just five pounds yeah and uh, the amount that I had to invest was just on the PPC, 150 pounds probably. It was yeah. November, December in 2017. Right? So I invested just that bit and started. And I tried to learn how I can uh, enlist the product, or how I can uh, run the PPC, uh, what can go wrong on my PPC settings, um, and uh, to, 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 to even bring up a listing, uh, I need a number of things like the images, the titles, etc. So if I need to prepare the images, I do not have the skills to prepare the images. Yeah. How am I going to get the images? Is it a freelancer or is it a photographer? Hmm. There's a lot of lot of dynamics going into just getting it from zero to one sale. Yeah. That learning has to be done in a in a very in a very safe scope rather than. Yes full-blown scope of number of thousands invested yeah. and uh, fingers crossed hope it works <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hope 
Hope I mean, the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to I totally agree with you. I mean, you touch on something that I, I always like to bring it to, mm -hmm. to our audience, which is starting with online arbitrage or even going to physical store, just like you mentioned, Ticket Maxi yeah. in UK. I think, of course, it's not business model that's going to make you tons of money. But the purpose here is to use it as a learning mechanism so you can understand, as you mentioned, what is a UPC code, how to list mm -hmm. a product in Amazon, uh, how to get maybe approved for certain categories, how the Amazon Search Central platform looks like, what is PPC? Because I think what happens a lot of the times that people say, okay, I have five, 10,000 K, they put everything, let's say on inventory or images, and then they forget about, it. they didn't even understand how to launch a product. They don't know what is PPC. They don't understand all the other miscellaneous costs that usually arises from having an Amazon business. And I think that's where the issue usually happens because people have believed that as soon as the inventory touches Amazon, money is going to start coming in. Yeah. But we all know that. <laughs> it's not that. that's it's not, not that. the case. Usually yeah. it's, it's in the second or third shipment. Usually the yeah. first shipment is just to get exposure and build your listing. So I think it's great that, that you mentioned those points for sure. Yeah. 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 So that was the first product. And the second product which we launched uh, was um, uh, was something to do with uh, stationery specific to a particular niche. Yeah. Okay. That's where we started. And even when we did that, we didn't source it from China all the way. We mm -hmm. sourced it from local uh, with a wholesaler. We took okay. it, rebranded it. Even the rebranding happened within my garage. Whacked on the product. It's, it was only 100 pieces of the item. Enlisted yeah. it. Okay. Then, then I got to see myself whether I can sell that one product, you know, the second product, if I can yeah. sell it, and what's the scale of the sales, yeah. and whether I can expand further into it. Once I knew that it was definitely working, not just the product, but me as well, you know, as a person, can I sell yeah. this product? It's a marriage, right? The product and the person is a marriage, and you have to test that. You have to test yeah. the relation in the market. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's the that's the major. Uh, mistake that people do. I yeah. indeed invested uh, close to 10k throughout 2020, 2018, right? Yeah. But it was trickled into the business slowly over eight to 12 months. Okay. That's correct. And when I say slowly trickling, if I invest thousand pounds, and that thousand pounds has already been tested with the 200 pounds. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. I that's, think that's how I went on. Yeah, I think that's actually. I'm going to come to my next question, which is going to be around the budget that we usually advise. I mean, I understand that the topic today is around how to handle a business with a small budget, but realistically, there's, there's actually a limit on how small that budget it must be. So I wanted to ask you your opinion on this based on your experience and seeing how the PPC is going to the roof and most categories, competition is becoming severe, especially with all these aggregators coming to the space with millions of dollars. So they can pay $10 per click and they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so I think is what do you, what, what do you advise right now to be on a safe, yeah, on a safe boat in terms of embarking on this journey to have on your, on, on your hand? in terms of launching a product right now? Yeah, so that's multiple questions. I can see five to 10, 10 questions within that one question. There. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, fine. Um, so if you, if you take, um, if you ask me, what's the what's the budget, right? Yeah, I would the say, budget. No. <laughs> the budget, uh, I would say anywhere between 8K to 12K is what you yes. need, which is disposable. Uh, when I that's say correct. disposable, it's the money 
that you're ready to lose right now. That's correct. It's yeah. an investment, basically. You, <laughs> it's, you, investment, you, yeah. it's something you're putting extra to see if it works. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I'm not saying you're going to invest all that money right on day one. Like I said, trickle the number one mistake. Yes. yes. So trickle yeah. that into the business. Um, and many people go down the route of patenting and IPs and, yeah. in, a, in a very initial stage. You know, of course, of course, you need to protect your brand, your product. But you do, do you know of the water balloons? Uh, one of the products, which is uh, Zuru, uh, Zuru's uh, water balloons, right? Yeah. They have they have a patent and they and they chase people definitely. But still, there are many of those products available in the market which are, mm. which are not their own branded products or. That's no, correct. no, it, it, it violates their design for very sure. Yes. Right. Yeah. IPs and patents are, are kind of a myth to, to yeah. be honest. Uh, yeah. Unless you're a corporate who can go behind mm. people and see that. So 8K to 12K is the budget that you start with and, and trickle that in slowly into the business. Um, and uh, what, what else did you ask it? And uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And the yeah, platform. so basically how to deal with um, the actually expenses because I, I know eight to twelve k is 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 mm -hmm. important to to have as a backup, but you you also have for example PPC which is a big expense towards mm -hmm. your launch and your launch strategy. So how much maybe from that budget sure. you would allocate just towards that, for example? Okay. Yeah. So let's take uh, two different examples here. And um, so one person you know, who wants to start an e-commerce business who does not have a clear idea about about what they're going to sell you know they are not mm -hmm. a subject matter expert on, on, a, on a specific industry and yep. there's a second person um is uh, a person who's a subject matter expert let's say a carpenter who has invented something who has something to something really cool to sell uh, yeah. or some deodorant that somebody has invented you know something yeah. cool to sell again so these are the two different people you know you take the first person that's what i'm going to cover more about here so those yeah. are the, the majority of people coming into yes. this space that's correct so those people what you need to what they what they really need to do is uh, find a way there are there are multiple ways available uh, to find a product which is uh, sitting inside a little crook in a niche right um to find that uh, i didn't use any tools like helium pen or jungle scout or eager or there are many tools available but if yeah. you use any of those tools, you, you will be able to find a product that is uh, too low on PPC and uh, really good on their margins. You know, there are yeah. multiple strategies that you can take to increase your margin and reduce your PPC. That's uh, one of my key selling products has two percentage in PPC, which uh, I both That's great. About. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's not massive sales, but it's massive margin for me. Yeah, which but, is it's amazing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, a person selling maybe you know 10k, 20k per month uh, uh, earns the same amount of profit as I am when I am selling 5k to 8k. That's correct. The same yeah. yeah. At the end so, of the day, that's what matters. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I use a very simple. Uh, I used a very simple technique to do that. Uh, I use the bestseller category page of Amazon. I drill down at least five subcategories to, to five subcategories and then look at 20th or 30th product in a given. Um, hundred listing. Uh, That's great. Page, right. So I take that and, uh, and and I ensure that there is no manufacturing complexity in the product. 
Mm. If there is manufacturing complexity, then I'm in for a big role there because I need to invest quite a lot uh, talking to a manufacturer, investing quite a Inspections lot. Inspections and all that, yeah. Exactly, exactly. If it is a staple product, you're in for a good start. I'm talking only for the people who are starting just now, you know, not for the people who are deep into the business, yeah. but for people who are starting. So for those people, find the least complex product and least uh, heavy product uh, as much as possible and uh, see to it that there is not many sellers when you search for the given product. That's, that's, right. that's pretty much what I do. I have an Excel sheet with five different parameters which are suitable for my business ambitions. I still mm -hmm. operate only with one garage and one 3PL partner. That's it. I don't spend much on my uh, warehouses either. My operations are quite low weight and uh, my margins are quite high. That's, That's great. How it, yeah, it's a cash rich uh, business. I have really like a more than uh, more than 100K in cash right now, disposable, I can invest in anything else. That's um, good. So to, to enable that, we need to have a methodology. And I have a sheet which I usually use with five different parameters, um, you know, including uh, whether there is competition, whether there is um, uh, whether the, the the weight, the the heaviness of the product is good or not, and uh, yes, you know there, there are five different parameters that I use, and, and using those five parameters, I give a weightage and give a score out of five. And if, if it is more than four point two five, I go for the product; otherwise, I don't. How That's do I great. measure whether a particular product is selling or not? Uh, in the past, I have been using uh, the the card trick, the nine 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 card trick that uh, yeah. people have yeah, used yeah. and explained probably. Um, uh, as simple as that. I use that, trace the, uh, trace the product for a number of days, and uh, I see the real data there, not the guesstimates that we see on EM10 or anywhere. I use Jungle Scout, eGrow uh, sometimes as well uh, to, to find uh, the weightage that they give, but, but I don't stop there. I move I away it. from that. You know, I, I just take, a, take that as an indication, and I want to see the real number through the 999 contract. That's great. Okay. Yeah. Good. This, this yeah, that, that's are. very good. Yeah, I think that's a good point you touch on that because I think uh, a lot of people when they use software tools, they get blind by that data and they just believe what they see on those softwares and they do nothing else. And I think what you mentioned right there, which is combining data from software, but data from manual work that you can get straight from Amazon, uh, I think that's the perfect combination for sure. We also do Absolutely. that. And I think at the end of the day, that's the best way to validate uh, data. Yeah, absolutely. great. It, all of this takes time. People think, uh, you know, using that's the thing. Stuff, yeah, that's it. You know, I, I can, I can, <laughs> yeah, this, to yeah, that. it does. Correct. Good. So, I think now that we're actually talking about software, I think now is a, a perfect moment to jump uh, to the second part of the topic, which is the automatization of your e commerce business and how to help you base basically to make everything more efficient in terms of time and logistics mm -hmm. around your business. So, if we can start maybe touching around that and what is usually your advice on, on that on that subject yeah sure sure uh, uh, again um, you know let's talk from the smaller businesses right so that's correct who are just beginning what are the problems that they mainly have let's talk from there you know, the, the, the core problem of many people to do with um, uh, to do with uh, the e-commerce data that they are going to handle or two things one uh, the profit and loss <laughs> Given product, the, the unit level profit and loss and the business level profit and loss. This is one area. And the other area is bookkeeping and accounting. Yeah. 
people think uh, quite late into their business about bookkeeping and accounting, right? Uh, uh, but it's very important that you yeah. that when you start the business, you should have at least an Excel sheet which yeah. has the lines of expenses that you have had. <laughs> yeah. It's surprising how many people don't understand their margins and expenses. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's start with the profit and loss. The, the reason why it is so complex uh, uh, to, to calculate the profit and loss in the early commerce businesses, especially on Amazon, is that the number of fees that, that they incur, the Amazon uh, fulfillment fees and, and uh, you know, the, the PPC fees that they, pay, that they are paying for, um, and uh, the, there are a few more, right? So you know, if you're in US, like sales tax, that they deduct, here it is VAT. Um, so all these fees, uh, you won't be able to visualize yourself even if you are using mm. a very sophisticated Excel sheet and uh, yeah. downloading CSVs from Amazon trying to do that. It's crazy. It's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So it's not easy. And why is it important to learn about the profit uh, or loss of a given product? Is you know, you're investing like like if, if if you are going by the trickling method where you invest smaller. You need to see how much profit this particular product is going to give you in the long run. So, if That's you don't correct. have that idea, then the experiment that you're doing is invalid completely. So, you you know, if you, if you don't have a clear idea, let's say 500 pounds is spent on something, um, you know, barring all the minimum order issues, etc. Let's say you are seeing a 10% profit and going ahead and investing 50,000 into it, and then suddenly you are seeing a loss. That's that's not a good good uh, place to be in. Yes. To understand that, use some software. Uh, what I use is uh, I, I used Helium 10 in the past. It got a bit uh, costly for me over time okay. because I, I found other alternatives like Sellerboard. Right, Sellerboard is quite good. It's yeah. not costly, but but still gives you a very clear indication of how much profit or loss I'm making in a given product. I have launched close to 30, 35 products for, uh, until now from 2017. That's great. And, uh, and I have dropped 15 products. Uh, and I'm proud to say that I dropped it because they made a loss. And uh, yeah, I, I tried good. enough like for one year. I, I'm, I'm able to say that only using software. If you do not have an automate, automation in, in your in your flow of work, then yeah. you lose a big deal there. Yeah. So that's one area. And what's the business level profit and loss? The business level profit and loss is uh, other expenses you may have outside of profit and loss for a given product unit. Right? Yeah. Um, so when you look at the business as a whole thing, you will be spending on things like you buy a laptop or you buy probably a phone or you go to a conference, pay to the conference. There's a lot of other expenses along with uh, running a business. And you have to uh, key all those into at least an Excel sheet to see mm. whether your business is making profit or not. The, yes. the other core expense that people incur are the photos taken for the product, enlisting using a freelancer, or using an agency to touch the PPC. Right? If you don't account all of that, then what can you assess about your business? Right? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we need to think about that. Yeah. So that's the second thing. And what's the last thing that I talked about? The last thing I talked about is what's that? <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the last thing uh, I think we touched already on dealing with your the bookkeeping. Yeah. The bookkeeping. Yeah. The that, bookkeeping. So so yeah. the bookkeeping yeah. for that I use um, um I was using A2X in the past and uh, yes. currently I'm using Link My Books. Link my books is quite cool in terms of uh, bringing your Amazon statement and Etsy statement. I have an Etsy, Etsy shop as well. Okay. Um, so both of that, um, it, 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 con it converts one 
uh, disbursement into one invoice in zero. And once it goes into zero, it's just one one particular line that I need to look at. So it matches my bank statement along with uh, that, that invoice number quite thoroughly. Um, so before that, I was spending at least uh, a couple of hours every month sorting out what's happening with my <laughs> account, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't do that anymore. I, I saved at least uh, four to five hours of HCM account. Which is huge. HCM yeah. Amazon, yeah, yeah. HCM Amazon reconciliation. Uh, I do my business with my wife and uh, and the clerk for her. I was the clerk for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. I mean, I think automatization is, is the future, especially in e-commerce, because just as you mentioned, even if you start with an Excel sheet and you try to be as detailed as possible, it reaches a point that keeping up with the fees, changes, uh, multiple sales, different channels, it becomes a nightmare. So I think for sure it's, it's, a, it's the number one tip we should give to people starting on e-commerce for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Great. If you, if, you think about, if you think about the medium to large enterprises, do, do I have more time? Or? Yes, of course. Yeah, we can touch on that. Yeah. Cool. So if I if you talk about medium to large enterprises, the problem is uh, is quite different for them. They they are not so fast about the bookkeeping and accounting because they got they got professionals in their team to deal with it, and they probably use the same kind of tools as well to to manage those. And, and uh, it, that, it's a it's a second thought for them. Uh, for us small businesses, it is the main thought, main for main form, but it is a second thought for them. For them, it is more about the analytical data that they need. Uh, about their sales, about their PPC, um, what changes they have done and how it has affected the sales. Even, even changing a little picture impacts their business quite a lot. So that kind of data is what is more important for medium and large enterprises, especially aggregators and agencies, they, they, they want the data. Uh, even though there are many tools available, for example, you can take uh, Tika Metrics, uh, which, is, mm. uh, which is an ad optimization tool, Perpetua, which is an all of the optimization yes. tool. So there are there are many tools that can help them, but it is all fragmented here. here it's here, not in one here. place. Yeah, it's not yeah. in one place. You know, pe people do use it. You no, know? they they find use for it, and uh, it, it is all very important tools to have in their workflow. Apart from that, what they are always looking uh, for is to you know uh, to get all the data, put it inside their own database, and try to visualize it, you know, to, and, and make business decisions based on it. So it's like one data collected together, and then make decisions, visualize it. You know, the best way. Intelligence on it. Yeah. yeah. So keep these tools and do that as well, and that's what they are doing already. Uh, but to collect the data and putting it into a place, they usually play around with uh, CSV files. So, yeah. so you know, <laughs> download Excel sheets, put it into a place. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. One agency told me they spend like two, three hours with the whole team downloading the CSVs for all their yeah. client accounts on a Monday. I night. feel that. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. For, yeah. So, for sure. Yeah. I think I think there are many tools available these days to to synchronize yeah. the data and what, what what they call technically is a data lake, uh, which means you bring data from a number of different uh, sources. Let's say you you are a brand, you are handling a brand uh, which has a Shopify outlet, which has an Amazon outlet, and there are ten other marketplaces as well. And so if we need to get all of that, you need to have a whole band of uh, integrations that's needed. To get all the data into one place and for you to visualize all orders in a holistic view 
Um, and that's where that's, I think that's where uh, you know softwares like um, Channel Advisor can help. Mm -hmm. um, and um, there are, I think there is a channel bridge as well, uh, I guess. Uh, so there are many tools available to, to bring it out. Now, another thing that I can think about is Fivetran. Uh, yeah. So that, that does that as well. But I, don't, I don't think it does Amazon, but anything else. Yeah. Does it? Um, yeah. So that, that's where we are helping uh, the agencies and aggregators to, to, to bring data from a number of different sources. That's amazing. Put it into their data lake. Yeah, yeah. I think especially these days, as you just mentioned, the aggregators. I, I bet that using these tools is, is number one priority because if you don't see the data at a granular level in just one page, you can't really value a business and make purchase decisions. I think that's exactly. going to be definitely big in the coming years. Yeah. Well, I think today we covered very good topics. I mean, I really appreciate your time. Your knowledge is very valuable. That's why I want you to bring you here. I know you have extensive experience and for sure I'm going to have you back in future episodes. And before, of course, I close today's episode, I want you to give you the opportunity to share to our audience all your channels and websites and events as well so people can, can, can find you and get in contact with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I'm, I'm doing this, uh, the uh, early two conferences uh, with the Retail Fest. Uh, the next yeah. one is on 9th of June. Uh, so do come in and uh, I'm going to be there. Really cool <laughs> yeah. Most likely I will have uh, people from uh, TikTok and uh, Facebook to talk about their advertising platforms uh, alongside uh, people who are experts on Amazon uh, and uh, any other marketplaces as well. And as usual, uh, I'm really content heavy um, and I have got four different workshops and seven different talks, a content packed day. Uh, potentially it will extend into two day conference as well, depending on the fundraising that's going currently. Yes, yeah, great. Do come in. <laughs> Good. And also uh, regarding your, uh, you also have a company that have with automatization, right? So if you can that's briefly right. mention that they where then people can find you for that. Sure, sure. Um, so you can find me at ecommerce, ecomaz, -E dot AI. Okay. Uh, if you go there, you can find about the company. And uh, it, it's a very basic uh, page there, but it gives you a rough idea about what we are doing. And we are already working with uh, two clients. One is a data consultancy, and another is, a, is an Amazon agency. And they are already using the tool to, to get all their data and visualize within, within uh, their, their companies, especially the agency, they use it to assign KPIs for their staff who are handling different client accounts. And uh, the managers can see a wholesome view of uh, how each staff is doing, how each client account is doing. So it's, it's quite nice. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, uh, I would like to thank you once again for your time and definitely see you on the next one and take care. Okay? Thanks for having me, Vincenzo. And uh, thanks everyone for watching. Thank you. No bye -bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or... Find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.